Marketing for Humans, bringing the human back into marketing. This podcast is all about building trust and keeping things human. Well, what better time to dig into that topic than now? How are you staying human through all this as an individual, as a business owner, and as a community member? I am devoting the next few episodes to answering the following three questions. How are you staying centered? How are you connecting with your business community? And how are you supporting your local businesses? For this episode, I'm speaking with Sean Cook, business coach and financial advisor based outside of Chicago. Sean is one of those incredibly savvy yet heart-based leaders who just gets it done so that you can thrive. I have had the pleasure of working with him and seeing the positive changes he's brought to my business. You'll get a sense of his kind, no-nonsense approach during this podcast. Let's welcome Sean Cook. Okay, so welcome, Sean, to Marketing for Humans. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, so we're going to do some deep diving into questions about, you know, staying centered and connected and all that good stuff. But I would love for anyone who doesn't know you to just understand how you help people. Yeah, so I run uh, three businesses, Advocate Wealth Management, Advocate Consulting, and Advocate Insurance Agency. So in those three businesses, uh, I help individuals, families, and small businesses focus on planning better, whether that's around their personal finances, whether that's around how they structure their business, how to improve business processes, or how to plan for the legacy of your business and or your family or personal finances. So, And if there was something that brought that all together, because I mean, sometimes when people have multiple businesses, it can feel like, you know, they're doing everything. But I just, I get the sense that there really is an undercurrent, like a theme that brings it all together. What would you say that is? Yeah. So the theme for me is really um, having somebody sit as your personal COO on your advisory board. So a lot of small business owners, um, haven't had the time to collect a full board of people that are going to help them grow their business and individuals likewise have not done that either. So I come in and help the CEO of your family or the CEO of your business kind of function in the best way possible. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, we could probably sit here talking for 10 hours about this topic, but I'm sure you have some thoughts around you know, hey, things are pretty stressful. People are more anxious than they usually are. There's, you know, just trying to get a handle on the actual facts can be stressful um, about what's going on. I'm sure your kids are home now. They are, yes. You know, yeah. So things are different. So talk to me. I mean, is it an issue for you to stay centered? What are some things that help you be there? I mean, you're a parent, so right off the bat, you have extra challenges, but um, anything you want to say about helping to stay centered at this time? Yeah, so I think personally, so just kind of personally when I'm going through circumstances like this, I think my focus has been on rem- remembering why I'm doing what I'm doing. Sorry about that. No worries. Uh, why I'm doing what I'm doing, which is helping people make crucial decisions for their life and their business. So I think when I, when I think about what I'm doing, nothing has changed personally for my business strategy. Nothing, nothing has changed in any form like that. And I think about everyone else responding out of fear right now and everyone responding to different news uh, the way that they are. My job is to keep everybody level-headed and making wise decisions in times like this. So I just kind of stay focused on the main thing that I'm here to do. And that helps me personally and professionally keep moving forward. 
That's great. That's so like cha-ching, you know, like this is what I do. I just keep doing my work. That's it. I'm, that's whatever I, I do that for my friends, for my family, for my business, whoever it is. How can I help you make wise decisions in these times? And so, I love that too, because it's so easy to go into the emergency mind frame. Yep. And to me, you just, that's, and I was saying this earlier in another podcast, like that's okay for about five minutes. It's like, yes, this is a big deal and we need to attend to it. And then it's time to transition into, well, what needs to happen now? What is the work that right. needs to happen now? Right. Well, and that's even on, so on a personal level, like my parents are um, in that age range where it's more concerning for them, right? The health, the health is more of a concerning issue. So it's reaching out to those people in my life and saying, Hey, if you need me to grocery shop for you, if you need to be me to be available, great. It's realizing that how this is impacting those under that risk age is going to be a little bit different. So just kind of understanding who you need to reach out to in these times uh, is, I think, very important. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, people were saying if there are shut-ins, you know, and it's like just thinking about your own, if you're in a religious community and you know that there's some people struggling or whatever community, business community, just like right. who is, who's having it tough right now? Right. That seems to be. Yep. Yeah. When I talk to a lot of small business owners, obviously with what I do, and a lot of them are kind of shocked. I think that's the first, the first response is just kind of shock. But I think there's also been this really collaborative movement, um, even around here where everyone's wondering how they can help the other small business owners stay, stay afloat, can manage the, the time distance between shutdown and reopening um, typical businesses. So I think there's been a lot of outreach uh, back and forth to try to keep people um, up and running. I know that. I love that. And, um, you know, I would love to hear more about that. And that is specifically how you and anyone you know is supporting local businesses. A huge theme that has come up is, hey, we do takeout from restaurants we would normally go to just to keep them afloat. You know, talk to me about anything that you're sort of focusing on around supporting local businesses right now. Yeah. So I think a couple of different things. Number one is the um, eating out from restaurants that are individually owned and are not big corporations. Uh, Not that big corporations are bad, not that I'm echoing that you should stay away from them, but I think those, those industries are going to stay. They're going to make it through this uh, flux. They're going to be fine, but it's those mom and pop shops that are now having to scramble to figure out how to make everything to go. I think about the paper goods that they're going to have to order and the workflow, it all changes for those places. So trying to make sure we support them and have more patience for them. And even if it's buying gift cards for future purchases uh, for other people that we just named earlier that may be in need where you can say, you know, buy a hundred dollar gift card to a couple of restaurants uh, for those people that are in your life that maybe are going to be struggling in this season, paying the bills and, getting food. And then another, another part of that would be those that are non-restaurants. I think restaurants is kind of the easy one to look at because we can still, still eat food. But for example, how do we help hairstylists? How do we, how do we help nail salons? How do we help um, some of those places where you can't do anything in the season? I think gift cards is probably the main way to do it. Uh, Checking in on them to see if they need any personal help. uh, If you kind of know the business owner well enough. I think those are some of the other areas we've been trying to collaborate about how they can do online work if there's anything they can do. But the service industry specifically, gift cards is probably going to be the way to help the most. Yep. Wow. I didn't even think about the hairstylist. Thank God I got in there last week. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I currently need a haircut. I actually was planning to do it and couldn't get it in. So here I am needing one myself. But that's, you know, where make sure I support my guy and, and the, the person that does my hair all the time, just reaching out to him and saying, hey, let me know when all things are good. I'm going to keep using you. Let me know how I can help. Yeah. And I don't even know if them coming to the house would be an option. I mean, they're still in contact with right. you know, people. So, well, the, yeah. the, the recommendation right now is under 10 people. Okay. Um, so I'm sure there's a way to work around it. Um, but it is a buyer beware type thing. If they're going house to house, you're more likely to catch something. So. Sure. Yeah. These are calculated risks for sure. That's right. That's yeah. right. Well, I appreciate those ideas. Um, anything, I mean, here's what I've been noticing as far as how to stay in contact with your business prospects, clients, everything like that, right? So we're not in a position where we can go out and give a lot of talks, um, you know, networking meetings, things like that. But I have noticed a lot of things shifting online. Now, yep. your business is very much focused on that. I'm sure you have sessions like this on Zoom all the time. Like that's not going to change. But have you noticed any other way that you stay connected now? Yeah. So I think for me, I've increased the amount of emails I send. Um, in general, I'm sending more emails um, just to keep people generally updated. I deal with obviously the markets, uh, which have been very volatile lately. So trying to keep people aware of what's happening, trying to use information to lessen fear rather than increase fear, which I feel like is how a lot of places use information. So I'm trying to decrease the amount of fear that we're receiving with all the information that's coming in, especially because a lot of people are just sitting at home watching the news, watching news feeds on social media and how, how are they supposed to respond? So the more information we can give with kind of, uh, again, wisdom being the core foundation of what we're sending, I feel like the better off people will be. So for me, that's for sure kicked up. I'm on the phone, reaching out to a lot more people. I've added people to my contact list that maybe were prospects before, but not clients and kind of have included them in more, more contact. So I've reached back out to re-engage uh, some people, which has been really good as well. Uh, so I think using, using my email and phone calls and just reaching back out to touch in, because people, people are going to have more time to respond uh, than they normally do. So I've been focused on just making sure I'm making that touch, that first touch. Yeah. And that seems to be sort of the number one thing that entrepreneurs, business owners can do right now is just reach out. Just yeah. reach out, prospects, clients, whoever's in your business community, just reach out. Right. Reach out, make sure they know you care and you're here if they need anything. Yeah. And it's like, be the, the, I don't know if you'd call it the weird one. Cause I feel like phone calls are not really that common anymore, but right. you know, Hey, take the step, like pick up the phone, go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm definitely on the phone a bit, quite a bit. So I'm, I'm one of those weird people in today's business cycle where I actually reach out. We have a phone conversation. What's going on? How are you feeling? What can I help you with? Yeah. Uh, so I spend a lot of time on phone or on Zoom like we're doing right now. So. Yeah, that's great. I appreciate that. And um, I think after doing a bunch of these interviews, I'm going to distill a lot of the wisdom that I've gotten from these uh, calls. Like today, you're you know, like the fourth person or something that said, yes, I'm reaching out more. So that will definitely yeah. be part of the, the takeaways. So, yeah. Right. And, and, and I think that's definitely a easy, no brainer way to do it, but yeah. it, sending, sending help is another key part. So if you, there's a way for you to send help to people that are in your community, do that, support your business partners. If you have like, you know, centers of influence that are big for your business, you might want to make sure they stay up and running as well. 
So it's, it's good to kind of reach out to those people. Interesting. Yeah. So for you, I mean, I can say who mine is, right? So there's yeah. like these productivity coaches at Kelly Williams that I'm in pretty frequent contact with and, um, but I could be in more contact with, and I love that idea for you. Who's an influencer in your circles? So accountants who are also in tax season yeah. um, right now. So they're, they're big for me. Um, I also have um, people in the real estate industry as well that have actually been pretty big for me on the recommendation side. Uh, and then uh, people, so whether that's mortgage or real estate agent or that, that whole streamline have kind of added a lot of value my way. And then I think the third one would be uh, just other entrepreneurs. So I'm reaching out to like, that's kind of the package. It's mostly accountants, the real estate world, and then entrepreneurs in general, small businesses under 10 people. I'm spending a lot of time reaching out to those people and making sure um, they have what they need. And if there's anything I can provide. So one of the things we did as a network community, we have something called Parkridge-Opoly Games. So it's like Monopoly, but for one of the cities that I network in. Mm-hmm. we've made them available for families all through the city for free. Yeah. And we normally charge like $30 for those. So we've made those free for families to come and pick up. So they have something new to do while they're all hanging out. So we've had business owners come in and get those to make them kind of a place people can stop by or drop off to add value to those small businesses. And is there anything that you're doing, you know, now that you're ki- like, how old are your kids? My kids are three and one. Oh, okay. So one of the main things for them is just not being at a daycare. Yeah. So having a, having a nanny, having someone in house that can be available and, or my wife, Martha be available to take care of the kids is kind of the the key turnaround. One of us has to be, be available to be around the kids. Yeah. Well, I just heard that, you know, just how to keep them engaged. And I mean, you just have so much responsibility to keep them doing something during the day. I mean, they're not school age officially. Correct. It's not as intense that way. Correct. Yeah. Correct. They're not as, they're not as, um, it's not as concerning because my kids are younger. Um, but it is still something where we have to have someone, something planned for. Of course. So any, anytime you would use a daycare or like a sports facility to get uh, some time available or a babysitter. I mean, babysitters probably aren't in high usage at the moment okay. would be my guess. So I think kind of that whole, anyone else helping you with your kids moment, it's kind of declined. So I think of like a single parent. Any single parent out there that has to provide money and pay the bills and take care of the kids right now that if they have to work from home, it's got to be a lot harder to work from home. Yeah. Wow. Oh, see, I'm way more concerned with the economics of it than I am with the health. I know that nurses and doctors are going through it and that is never going to be easy. Um, We're not prepared the way we should be. However, um, it's the economics that is like the more longer term issues, right? People are going to come in, it's going to come in waves, they're going to get better, or they're not. So, I mean, obviously, there's the downside, people are going to die. And yep. there's that. But then there's the, are we going to make it economically? And how can we help each other on that? Yeah. Level? And I think there, I think there will be a bounce back economically, once once it's all, once we're through the high wave of whatever this is going to be, we don't know how it's going to impact us. And I think, you know, comparing our healthcare system in the U.S. versus a lot of other healthcare systems. Uh, I think we do have a better healthcare system. A lot of people travel here for our healthcare system. So I think we're probably going to be in better shape than a lot of other places would be, but only time can tell uh, how things are going to impact people, even in pockets in different areas. So it'll be interesting. We were a little slow on the uptake with the testing side of it. And then I also heard um, Michael Osterholm talk about, we don't have the masks 
for the healthcare professionals. So like nurses can get it, doctors can get it. If we have the right stockpile of masks, this is like one small thing we can do for the future, right? We're kind of doing this now the hard way. Um, that, but after that, we obviously have amazing, you know, right. abilities. Right. Well, I, I think what will be interesting. So one of the things I've been thinking about, and me and my wife have been talking about is how this is going to impact business long-term. What type of contingency plans, when you think about nine 11, what changed for travel in general, what changed for security, everything that we do, security levels increase to such a high level. What will, business look like how will we set up social distancing um availability built into kind of contingency plans for businesses in the future so i think that'll be really interesting to see how we plan for that going forward yeah well i mean i really hope that it's not um not going to become like our mo the way that liquids on planes have been regulated forever right right? which is just such a hassle um yeah, we'll see. I mean, we can't know now, but that's- no, but I think it'll be built in, especially bigger businesses, the ones that can afford to take more people offline or more, take more people online. Rather, I think you're going to see kind of a move towards um, more people working from home in general. Yeah. I think there's been a move towards it already, but I think this will increase the distance between let's just take that risk off the table. Why don't we have this select group that don't really need to be here, not be here. And I wonder if uh, just sort of the independent living thing, you know, where people are more, you know, sort of this movement to learn how to grow your own food and just be more like not have to buy everything from everybody else. I wonder yep. if like homesteading, if you want to call it that, like if that's like my own brother up in Vermont, he's just totally passionate about his gardening and he's never done that in his life and he grew a ton of food last year so you can imagine how much more passionate he's going to be this year to do that stuff and maybe get some chickens and get some of that you know just start getting your own eggs like i could see that being a thing sure i'm sure i'm sure that'll be a thing i think at the end of the day though this time it was the coronavirus next time it could be something else that it would impact local farms yeah local you know so like it's it's hard to say it's hard to ever expect that we'll not be needing each other. Absolutely. No matter how much we try to plan around it, we're always going to need each other. So in times like this, this makes me think, how can we stay well connected, even though we're social distancing? How can we stay helping one another, even though we literally can't touch hands or be in the same room? Uh, So this should, I think, help us come up with systems in order to do that. Uh, At least I hope. Okay, that's my favorite thing you said the whole time, is like, how can we keep helping each other? Yeah. Like it, to me, it just all boils down to that right now. Yeah, I think so too. And I, and I think the fear drives us to like self-medicate and self-take care of and self-protect. Um, but I've seen a lot of response that's been open-armed and saying, how can I help you? How can we help our neighbors? How can we? So I think we're seeing like these two opposite reactions. And I hope what this encourages for business owners specifically would be that we would engage back into how can we help that's why we started our own businesses to begin with um so let's let's stay engaged in that process no matter what's happening so now uh, if you're listening to this podcast you can see why i hired sean as my business coach (laughs) (laughs) you should do the same (laughs) yes i appreciate it (laughs) well i really appreciate your boiling it down just getting right you know i mean it's there are just some things that really work right now and it's just good to be clear on what they are. So thank you. Yeah. For-
No problem. Thank you for having me. And there you have it. More ways to stay sane and connected. Please pass this podcast on to a friend or colleague who might be struggling right now. We could all use some good ideas about how to do our daily lives. Keep an eye out for more episodes this week since I'm talking to whomever I can get my hands on. I appreciate your listening to this episode and until next time on Marketing for Humans.